Hi, everyone. This is Jennifer. Welcome to the Corporate Flight Attendant Podcast. I was a corporate flight attendant for six years, and I tell you the brutal, honest truth of this industry. This is season two, episode 16, Celebrities with the Highest Private Jet Carbon Emissions. Please remember, if you like this podcast, please give me a five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. I always read your review on the air, so that's fun. This episode is dedicated to my awesome listener, Susan, who always gives me the best ideas for episodes. Thank you so much, Susan. And this one is for you. I hope you like it. Earlier this year, sustainability marketing firm, which I had no idea they, these things existed. So good on them. Yard collected data on the 10 celebrities with the highest private jet carbon emissions. I read the article on TravelTomorrow.com, and the author is Dana Stefan, if you want to check it out. Today, I'll be discussing my thoughts on the list and a couple of surprising people who made the list. All right, so let's start with who are the worst carbon emission offenders. Number one, Taylor Swift. T-Swift comes in at number one. This is no surprise to industry insiders, especially when she's on tour. I've heard that when she's on tour, she has a fleet of private jets and larger aircraft, but I have no confirmation on that. I'm not sure. I've never flown for her, nor has anyone that I personally know. In the article, her team says that she racked up all those hours and emissions because she loans out her private jet. Do I think that's true? Uh, possibly. It happens, but from what I saw when I was flying all the time, it didn't happen that much. I think it's more likely that she does a lot of shows and appearances, and that would make more sense. For a big star like Taylor Swift or Beyonce, for instance, who I also hear has a fleet when she's on tour, security is an issue. For commercial flights, there are now greeters who will take you right to the plane into business class, but still, there are concerns with being that exposed to the public. So I understand that people may roll their eyes at these big stars who have to fly private, but you have to put yourself in their shoes for a second. You know, they won't have a moment's rest. I knew of someone who flew a major movie and TV star who had just come from an award show and this movie star, she was so overwhelmed that she sat like a statue in what appeared to be a comatose state the entire flight. So she was fine and that was probably her bizarre way of decompressing, but I can't imagine that much bombardment of people around you. I'm comparing apples and oranges here, but over 20 years ago, I was a Peace Corps volunteer and the villagers had never seen an American. So everyone watched my every move and it was really tough at times, really tough. I mean, uh, to the point where I had people looking in my windows, It (laughs) it was that bad. So I can't imagine what it would be like to be a superstar famous person And yes, yes, of course, these people, of course, they want the fame, they still want the fame, but I don't think anything prepares you for that level of bombardment. I really don't. Thus, I understand why after a long day with constant, constant barrage of people 
why you would prefer retreating to a private jet because what they do, as you guys know, they get dropped off by a private car. They come into the FBO, so there's you know hardly anyone there compared to a, a commercial jet terminal, right? And then they go right to the plane, or or if they don't even they skip the FBO part and the the car goes right to the plane, and you don't have to deal with anyone. And then when these people are on the planes, it's what you would imagine. It's what you would do on a private jet. You've come off of a big uh, concert or meeting or whatever it is. And all you want to do is just lie in bed or lie on the couch and watch TV and eat some good food. And, and that's about it. And slip in your pajamas or your athleisure or whatever. So there are people too. And I do understand that. Number two, Floyd Mayweather. Okay. (laughs) I was like, wait a minute. Do you mean the boxer? Both uh, the listener, Susan, and I were shocked by this. So I had to look him up. Floyd Mayweather has an estimated net worth of 450 million US dollars. So I guess it's worth getting the shit kicked out of you or vice versa. He's earned millions from his boxing career. This is unbelievable. Wait till I say this fact. This is unbelievable. With his fight with MMA superstar Conor McGregor, Mayweather won and walked away with his biggest payday ever, 280 million US dollars. Also, for those of you that don't know, the men who are viewed in our society as prize fighters or martial arts experts or tough guys people want to beat them up. It's a, it's a whole thing. It's a weird culture. I, I'm dead serious. It's absolutely nuts to me. But if you do your research, there have been instances of people blindsiding these superstars and injuring them. I think people are either just crazy or they're doing it on a dare. Hey, let me try to punch Mike Tyson. Obviously a bad idea. Or bragging rights to say I punched Floyd Mayweather. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's unbelievable. The problem is if the superstar fights back, they are viewed as a deadly weapon in the eyes of the legal system and they'll be sued into oblivion. And obviously you could really hurt the person. I remember Mike Tyson had, I think he punched a paparazzi person and the person I I still don't think has quite the right hearing in his ear. So you know, it's also that as well. In fact, Chuck Norris travels with a huge security team just for this reason to avoid people like this. Therefore, I completely understand Mayweather avoiding any sort of drama and flying private. Number three, Jay-Z. His team said that in the article that the private jet was not his. Mm, Okay. I'm guessing that Yard heavily researched this claim so they didn't dispute it. You remember the episode where I talked about Cara Delevingne being thrown off of Jay-Z's private jet? So who knows? I mean, who knows? It could be a situation where it's a company jet or he has a deal with a company. I think they were saying in the article something like Puma and he has a deal with them and he has all the rights to the private jet. Who knows? Number four, Alex Rodriguez. This shocked me too. Man, (laughs) these former athletes made the money in their heyday and beyond, and they're still making the money. 
Alex Rodriguez was a former New York Yankee, which is a baseball team, and he was engaged to Jennifer Lopez. My favorite ever picture of Rodriguez was when someone took a pic of him taking a shit (laughs) while he was texting on his phone. I don't know if anyone has seen this, but it's epic. It's him in his condo, on his toilet, shades are open, and someone took a picture look it up. It's so funny and so human. There he is just taking a power dump. So in 2007, Rodriguez signed a 10-year, $275 million deal. He has an investment company called A-Rod Core that he started in 1996. He has been investing since 2003 in industries such as real estate, wellness, and entertainment. He also invested in Snapchat and Vitacoco. His net worth is 350 million US dollars. Let me tell you uh, from reading about Mayweather and now about Rodriguez, if you have a kid that's talented in sports, push the hell out of them. I mean, most likely if you're listening to this, unless you're a much, much younger listener, you guys were past our prime for sports. I mean, let's be honest. But (laughs) if you're not, or definitely if your kid's not, push the hell out of them because they can make a fortune. I always say that I did the wrong sports. I think I did stuff like softball, field hockey, track. And I've talked about how small I am all the time on this podcast. I'm five foot one. I have a body type like a Natalie Portman or something like that. I'm really, really tiny. And I noticed that in golf, I mean, I don't really watch golf, but people have told me that in the women's PGA that you can have really small golfers like my size. So I really feel that I miss my calling. I have taken golf lessons and I can hit the ball. Actually, I think the term is drive. I can drive the ball 200 yards with a draw, meaning it curves. And apparently that's impressive in golf. And my golf instructor was very impressed. I have no short game whatsoever, can't putt whatsoever. However, I do believe that I could have been the next female Tiger Woods. This is my theory. I think it's probably bullshit to most other people. (laughs) This is my theory. I missed my calling in life. Anyway, let's move on to number five. Number five, Blake Shelton. He's a country singer and a judge on the show, The Voice. I think he's done pretty well in life, so I'm not shocked about that one. Number six, Steven Spielberg. Again, how much money has Spielberg made? He's constantly doing movies in different locations. He's on the go, so I understand that. Number seven is Kim Kardashian. I thought she would be further up on the list. If you watch the Kardashians, it seems like she's constantly on that plane. So I'm surprised that she was so far down on the list. I thought she would be somewhere in the top three. Number eight. Mark Wahlberg. He is a major producer and he's always busy. I recently heard an interview with him and he was talking about all the projects he's producing and it was an insane amount. So it makes sense that he needs a private jet to constantly go places at his disposal. I can see that. Number nine. Okay. This is a good story. Oprah Winfrey. All right. So here's my story. It's it, it actually, I'm going to defend Oprah on this one a little bit. Okay, so let me backtrack. This this part has nothing to do with Oprah, and then I'm going to get to Oprah. 
So when you fly into Miami International on the private side, it is a pain in the ass and it can be elevated to nightmare status. And that is because customs, security, TSA, they're just don't seem to like the rich passengers at all. I've flown into there several times. It's never a great uh, experience with the passengers. I'm treated okay, but I'm actually pretty offended by how the passengers are treated because this is what they pay for. They pay a lot of money to get this private service and to at least have a little bit of respect in the way these people are treated at MIA or Miami, Miami International, the private side. From what I've seen, it's just not been good. Hopefully it's changed, but I, I doubt it. So what happens is a lot of planes will fly into Opalaka, which is near Miami instead. But if you can't get into Opalaka, then you're flying into Miami International, which again, is not so fun. So when I went there, one of the last times it was right after the holidays, so probably January 2nd or 3rd, I flew in with a plane full of people from the Caribbean. And this owner was a very nice guy, super nice. His passengers were super nice. Everyone was extremely grateful, just a wonderful group of people to fly. So obviously when we're flying in, I know they're going to be very nice to TSA and security and grounds crew and everyone. So we land in Miami and usually what happens normally is passport control will come on and they'll clear the passengers and then the passengers can leave or the passengers go into the terminal and then they clear the passengers first and then they can leave because obviously the passengers come first. When we flew in, it was so weird. I remember they wouldn't speak English. Okay, so let's start with that, <laughs> which I found strange. Uh, they wouldn't speak English. They were making us fill out all these weird forms. The crew had to fill out these strange forms I have never filled out in my entire life. I think they were not even in English. It was very confusing. The captain was getting more annoyed and more annoyed. For them to get that annoyed, it has to be a bad situation the captain kept going in trying to talk to them. So we were finally able to all the crew and the passengers go into the terminal. And these people, these, I don't know, security people, customs people, they decided to be dicks. And what they did was they made us clear the crew first, which never happens in that. It never, it, it, it never happens. Now you have instances where the crew is cleared along with the passengers, but usually the passengers are always first. I felt so bad. They made us, myself and two pilots, be cleared first, and they made us take off our luggage and clear that first. And that was just a dick move. So I remember turning around to the lead passenger, the owner of the plane, and I mouthed the words, I'm so sorry. It wasn't my fault, but I felt terrible for what these people were doing. And I remember him, he mouthed back the words, don't worry about it, or it's okay. Or he knew it wasn't our fault, the crew's fault. He knew what was going on. He'd probably flown into Miami before. He'd probably been warned. So it was just ridiculous what they did. And then I want to say that usually what happens is they 
they will clear the passengers and then they clear if they have to clear the luggage they'll clear the luggage whatever and it's a quick process what they did was they held the passengers and cleared all their luggage first and were doing it as slow as they possibly could one at a time it was so unbelievably obnoxious and apparent that they hated rich people i just couldn't believe they they were allowed to do this. I, I couldn't believe, but it must be management. It must be something from the top down that they're allowed to treat people like this, especially their high paying passengers or high paying, yeah, I guess passengers or customers. I I was in shock when I saw that. So now back to Oprah, Oprah Winfrey, who's number nine on our list. I heard from pilots who were in that private side, the private jet terminal in MIA. I heard that Oprah Winfrey's plane came in. That's what they told me. And they were doing their own thing. And all of a sudden, Oprah came in and she had a hissy fit. She flipped out. She was screaming. She was losing her mind. Not what you think of when you think of, right, peace-loving, spiritual Oprah. But apparently, that's what happened. Now, they didn't tell me anything else. Like, they saw X, Y, and Z. They just told me that she was, they observed her just losing her mind. So (laughs) part of me is, yeah, I roll because it's another spoiled, entitled celebrity. But then the other part of me was, I wonder what happened because I have seen ridiculous things happen at MIA and I've been a part of these ridiculous things to where I was going to lose my shit too. And I'm sure the lead passenger wanted to lose his shit and he was just a really nice guy. So I wonder what happened. So part of me doesn't blame her for that. I have a feeling uh, perhaps they had it coming because of how they treat people. But anyway, if you ever fly into the private side of MIA, just be forewarned. Number 10, Travis Scott. Not much to say about that. It doesn't surprise me he's on this list. Uh, He makes a lot of money. For those of you that don't know, he's a rapper and he famously is partnered with Kylie Jenner, and they have two children together. Travis Scott leads me, though, to my next thought. I want to read Kylie Jenner's Instagram post. So here we go. You want to take mine or yours? That was a question posed by Kylie Jenner, the 24-year-old billionaire businesswoman, on her Instagram with a photo of two private jets one for the reality TV star and one apparently for her partner, rapper Travis Scott. So I think these people with new money have to be careful. The people I've flown with who have old money or they're billionaires, they usually don't want the public to know they even have a private jet. If they're smart, they keep it secret. I understand the world of social media. I understand the world of this newer generation and it's all about aspiration. And I don't want to get too metaphysical on you guys because I'm a huge metaphysical person. And you can check out my other podcast, Two Inches Off the Ground, if you're into that, just a shameless plug. But we are moving further into the age of Aquarius, which is all about equality and not putting others on a pedestal. So this idea of aspiration and you're above me and I'm below you is fading out. And you can see that in the movements that have come forth in the past two years, right? So we see that in Me Too and Black Lives Matter and so on. Therefore, 
I want to warn these people who love to flaunt their wealth, especially with the private jets, that it's dangerous. If you look back in history, you can read about Marie Antoinette and the Romanovs and see how that ended for them. And let me give you a spoiler alert. It didn't end well. (laughs) It didn't end well. And it's really funny because I flew with someone who I can't say the name because you guys would know the name, but he had a party that featured Marie Antoinette and this person's uber, uber rich. And I'm sitting there going, really? This is your idol is Marie Antoinette? You know how it ended for her, right? (laughs) Everyone hated her (laughs) because she was rich she went to the guillotine and died because of it. And this is someone that you admire. Okay, whatever. (laughs) You know, hello. Anyway, that's why I caution those who constantly flaunt their wealth. And especially with a private jet, a private jet is the ultimate aspirational status symbol. I can't think of anything higher with regard to material things But many times in life, it's good to exercise discretion and to keep things private to the best of your ability. I mean, they are called private jets for a reason. All right, so on the other side of this, I talked with an industry professional about his thoughts on the subject, and he passed on some sage wisdom I would like to pass on to you. He said that if wealthy people have the option to purchase or charter new planes, they should because they will be more fuel efficient and are quieter to cut down on noise pollution. The older planes should be retired. Compared to airline aviation, private aviation emits much less carbon. And according to an industry insider I talked with, he said that the owners and companies are insisting on sustainable options for new private jets, such as sustainable aviation fuel. It's also called SAF, S-A-F, engine efficiency and a more aerodynamic design. Okay. So this is interesting. I go into the kitchen. My husband said, oh, look at the mail today because he knew I was doing this episode. And the mail had Aviation International News, which is a magazine. And the cover says, sustainable space. New materials are not only better for the environment, but also stylish and luxurious. That is the cover. If I remember, because I'm recording this way ahead of time, But if I remember, I will put it on Instagram when this episode airs. And then I just want to read inside the magazine just one paragraph. Here is the start of this major article. The business aviation industry is hailing the adoption of a long-term aspirational goal of net zero aviation emissions by 2050. Announced on October 7th by governments gathered at the 41st ICAO Assembly, this community has long been aware of the need to become more environmentally conscious and in 2009 issued the Business Aviation Commitment on Climate Change, which detailed four key pillars, technology, sustainable aviation fuel, SAF, operational improvements, and market-based measures such as carbon offsets to achieve emissions reduction goals. So there you go. So it's not all gloom and doom. We are moving in private aviation towards more sustainable green 
ideas and planes and jets, and I only see it getting better for the future. So I can't believe I'm saying this, but we have one more episode this year. I cannot believe it. It is already November, 2022. We have one more episode left in December. I think I may end the year right and discuss my worst trip ever. Um, it is uh, pretty bad. Wait till you hear what happened. I, I Again, I was talking about on the last episode that I wasn't sure if I was going to do it. I have to sit down and remember all the details because there are, you're going to say, no way this didn't happen, but it did happen. And remember to check out my store that's listed in the show notes for my corporate flight attendant book, which people have loved, and the corporate flight attendant list bundle to help you because it makes things so much easier when you become a corporate flight attendant, or even if you are one, it just makes things so much easier. The next episode will drop on Friday, December 16th, 2022. Until then, happy Thanksgiving and happy flying.